Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the latest Daily Record podcast. Uh, Today's I'm joined by Keith Jackson, by the way, and I'm joined... In an office somewhere in Daily Record Towers, some sort of a pokey little place, with Craig Swan. Hello, uh, right. hello there. What do you think of our surroundings, Swan? Beautiful, lovely stuff. Right, we're talking Celtic, Astana, Champions League, um, and what's required this week. It's going to be. It just always is, isn't it? I, 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 your guts are like um, a tumble dryer at this point of the. In the season, when when these games are coming thick and fast, massive matches, possibly in the context of the season, some of the biggest games Celtic will play, and they're not up to speed yet. Swan. No, I mean the, the, the manager Brendan Rodgers was quite clear about that on Friday night after the win over Partick Thistle. He was asked about the fitness of one or two players, and he said that no one's a hundred percent at this time, and as is ever the case for Celtic in these games, and uh, they've, they've had to they've had to deal with it in the previous three, four, five seasons. Sometimes they've been up to scratch, sometimes they haven't. Um, but it's just it's one of those things it's where Scottish football is at the moment and it's just a, an additional problem that Celtic have to deal with getting into these ties Have Celtic taken their eye off the ball this summer in terms of these matches in terms of the players having to play out of position I mean I know Brendan Rodgers is, you know, he's obviously said all along no he's happy and um, you know he's, he's prepared to put players in different positions at, at different times and he doesn't think that he needs three strikers or can't get three top class strikers but the bottom line is his defence is frail and his attack isn't as strong as it should be. That's not a great combination going into this this round of uh, Champions League qualifiers. No, it's not. They've, there's no question that there's very much two sides to this argument. There's no question they've been unfortunate. If you lose two centre-halves in Bayata and Svechenko, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. But you, you can't really plan a transfer budget round, oh, that could happen, that might happen, if you've got a long-term strategy. The same thing goes with the strikers now. I can see the argument, maybe there should be a third one there, but Brendan Rodgers obviously felt that wasn't required, he was happy enough with the two he had, and he's just been a bit unlucky that the two of them have been out Do we think that? Do we actually think that he was perfectly happy? Or do, do we yes, think... he went on record himself, mm-hmm. as to say, I'm, when, when, the system I play with just one up, and it's always an either or, Griffiths or Dembele, keeping the two of them happy, and I've got the two of them, is, is fine. That's, see, that's all I need. Do you know what I'm surprised? Now, I'm not saying this would have been the perfect answer, but I'm surprised Colo Touri isn't still at the football club because I spoke to Brendan Rodgers at the end of last season. He loved having him around the yeah. place, even if he wasn't playing. Yeah. He's a great inspirational sort of a character, a great leader of men. Yeah. Um, I, I just assumed that Colo Touri would be given another year. I mean, I know it's a lot of money to pay a guy every week for just being a good guy around the place, yeah. but in a situation like this, surely Colo Touri would have been perfect. I think there's two aspects to this. I think the first one is basically the second half of last season. Touri had more or less moved into the coaching side of things. Mm-hmm. That was basically all he was doing. And with the greatest respect to Colo Touri, if you saw him in the last couple of weeks when he came on, he wouldn't have been ready for a Champions League game. Experience or no experience, it's now too far age-wise. 
um, it, also the opportunities come up to get that job with his with his country mm-hmm. at the Olympics. So kind of can't blame Brendan Rodgers. Uh, and yet, for, and yet this time, and this stage one year ago, Colotori was exactly. But that was a year ago. Mm. And you know, time time eventually does catch. Time up. waits but for no man, Swanee. Time waits for know. no man, as we well know. Yes. Um, so I think it was just, it was going to be. He hasn't played enough football. I mean, even the most intensive of pre-seasons would now got Colotori ready for these games. So right. nah, I don't think that's a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, from what we have seen of Celtic, I mean, actually we're saying a bit doom and gloom here, and I don't think there's no. necessarily any reason to be that, because I still think that Celtic have got enough at their disposal, even if he is having to put square pegs and round holes at the minute, Celtic should have enough to get through this time, and in fact, I'd go as far to say, if they can hit their straps, the first leg at Celtic Park this week, they could get this tie won in 90 minutes. A fully fit, flying Celtic, with what they've got available you would think would have enough. The concern is, this time last year, it was very reliant on Lee Griffiths. Griffiths scored five out of the six goals. Mm-hmm. I think the Celtic scored in qualifying. Mm-hmm. He scored two this game, equivalent game last year against Berseva. He scored two when Celtic won five two. Yeah. He was on fire. Now, if Griffiths is fit and firing, he looks as though he's going to score every time he goes on at the pitch. He does. That's good. You were also looking for a fully flying Stuart Armstrong, but that's not happened. And that's well, we're going to move it on well, that, that, that was that, a question. That could be an issue. But if, mm-hmm. if Celtic are all up to speed and flying, you would expect them to have enough because they took care of Astana last year when they weren't anywhere near at the levels they're at now. Mm-hmm. So they're a better, they're a better team they're than a better they were this team, team last year. They're a better team now, mm-hmm. yes, they are. They're not a better team than they were in March or January, February when they, when they were at their top level, but they're a better team than they were this time last yes. year, that's for sure. Yes. You mentioned Stuart Armstrong. I'm playing him, if it's me. I've, I've, on Wednesday night he's in my team because he offers more of a goal threat um, but you have a different opinion on that yeah I think that the, the importance in listen the ideal scenario is Celtic go out and kill the tie win 2-3-0 that would be fantastic but even last year Celtic scored 5 of them but they gave 2 goals away and it ended up causing kittens yeah. stuff over, <laughs> over in Israel and, and Beersheba because they almost went out I don't think there's anything wrong with being a little bit more solid at home these days and I so, think Cham is better suited to that Olivier and Cham I think has, has made a really good start this season the other thing for me is listen if Stuart Armstrong signed his contract tonight and was flying and was all over the pitch again then you would say fine play Armstrong mm-hmm. I hate it but the Champions League isn't any place for lack of focus and if Stuart Armstrong's eye is off the ball then he should be on the bench see I, I just don't buy that with Stuart Armstrong although you know, I think Brendan Rodgers has said it he's said it hasn't yeah. he that's the problem that's he's the saying thing. he wanted this sorted Stuart Armstrong that is yeah. sorted six, seven months ago yeah. so you have to wonder what the problem is that we're still sitting here at this point where he's now entered the final year of his contract yeah. and he's still not tied up his future's still not secure we're still wondering if somebody's about to come in before the end of this window to take him down south yeah Who's, where's the blame here? Is it, is it Stuart Armstrong's side? Or is it, or, or Celtic not pushing out the boat from... Where where, where so do you see the fault line so in this? So far, for all the indications have been, for whatever Brendan Rodgers has recommended to the Celtic board, the Celtic board have backed him mm-hmm. and, and given him what he's, what, what he's wanted or, or what he's asked. Brendan Rodgers has quite clearly got a valuation of Stuart Armstrong. I'm quite sure the board have asked what they think. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure the board have put that to Stuart Armstrong. So to me, it's an excellent offer has been made and it's the ball is purely in Stuart Armstrong and his advisor's court, whether they sign it or not. So to me... See, I look at Stuart Armstrong... We don't see the paperwork. I look at Stuart Armstrong. We don't see the paperwork. We don't know what goes on inside. I'll tell you what I do see. I'll tell you what I do see. I see a very smart, clever, 
switched on. Mm-hmm. Uh, young man with his feet in the ground. I don't think he did, they don't look like a prima donna to me. And I'm pretty certain Stuart Armstrong had five minutes to reflect on where Stuart Armstrong is in his career right now. And where he was this time last year. Exactly. That he will see that, that his own development. I mean, he has gone through the roof over the last, what, six to eight months. Yeah. I don't think there's a better place for, for him to be playing his football right now. Another year at least at Celtic would be the best interest of his personal development. I'm sure of that. And I'm sure that he thinks that. I would not disagree with a single word of that. I think all of that is correct. But the only person who can tell you otherwise is Stuart Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Because for whatever reason, for whatever, whether he's decided or whether his advisors have decided, it's not been signed yet. So Stuart's the only one that can answer that, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And you think because you, 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 I mean, I've not seen enough of Celtic so far this season, I've not seen enough of Sham, but every time I hear you talk about him, you think Celtic have found an absolute gem in this guy. Yeah, he looks like a real player. His technical ability is good, he's strong. I mean, listen. We're only talking about the basics of what you would expect from a from a football player who costs four point five million pounds. Yeah. But his touch is good. He's strong. He pops it off quick. His passing's crisp. He seems to read the game quite well. I mean, he'll be a brilliant guy to have alongside Scott Brown in away games. And that's you, that's my point. Fantastic. That's mean, my point. You would have him Cham playing in Kazakhstan, I would guess for sure. Aye, of course, especially but, if you're going there protecting a couple of goal lead. Exactly. But yeah. that's my point. My point is in this first game, I think you're needing players with more forward threat, more drive. If Armstrong's anywhere near it. He's my man. Well, I take that on board, but he needs to be anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, the manager, it's not, this isn't us surmising. Is Brendan, this is the Celtic manager who's Bre- come is, out and is said... Is Brendan trying to get in about him a little bit? Do you think Brendan's just, it's a little bit of mind games, just trying to needle him a little bit, possibly, get a reaction? Possibly that's, I mean, only Brendan Rodgers will know, but maybe that's why Incham has started ahead of Armstrong in a couple of games this season. Mm. Just as a wake-up call to say, this club doesn't revolve around you, Stuart. We have yeah. a lot of players who can come in and play, so... Mm-hmm. It's your call. I don't know. Only Brendan Rodgers knows that. But he was the one who was categorical in telling us all on Friday night at Furhill it's affected Stuart Armstrong. Yeah, and yeah, That's he the did. first time he said that. Mm-hmm. No, and I think he was, he was saying that for a reason. Mm-hmm. Listen, Brendan Rodgers... Most good is, managers do say yeah, things exactly. for a reason. We, we know we've seen it with Brendan yeah. Rodgers. We've seen it with other managers. Too. When, when they come out and they make a point of saying something apropos nothing, you know, they're, they're, they're almost... They're volunteering. There they're throwing a grenade. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's it's cute man management, I guess. Yeah. In terms of Celtic starting 11 right now, Swanee, if you had to pick an 11 for this match on Wednesday night, right, we, we know that you're going to put Charlie in midfield. Talk me through your 11. Goalkeeper picks himself. Of course he does. Craig Gordon, as does Keith. Even though, even though I'm worried about Craig Gordon's form, I don't think that Craig Gordon is anywhere near the standard that he was, what, 18 months ago? Perhaps, but he's certainly not done anything I can think of off the top of my head wrong this season. No. Not so far, so there's no, no reason to... Certainly would appear a far better bet than Doris De Vries. I completely um, agree. Kieran Tierney's an automatic. Jozo Semyonovic's an automatic at centre-back. Mm-hmm. Personally, having seen Naya Beaton play at centre-half at Furhill on Saturday, I would be tempted to leave him out, mm-hmm. move Michael Lustig into centre-back and play Anthony Ralston at right-back, uh-huh. who won very well respected Scottish Premiership manager last week who will remain nameless described as Scotland's next right back for years to come mm-hmm. I like looking um, he's built a tank isn't he's he? strong he's strong he reads the game well it's a big game to pitch him into but sink or swim These are, you know Brendan Rodgers has done this before with players but the boy doesn't seem to lack confidence no. I've seen of him he looks no. as if he's to the man born doesn't he yeah 
he looks as though he could fit in. I could understand if, if Rogers goes with the experience of of, of Beaton. Beaton did well in the second leg against Rosenberg playing at centre half and he has experience of these games. He also played well against the start last year. And uh, but, but that but, was midfield. But But you're Brendan Rogers, right? And you think, right, beat on, beat on, I maybe go with beat on. I think I'm gonna go with beat on. Oh oh, what just happened in the last minute of the game at Fur Hill? Yeah. Does that make you maybe think I need a I need a, a steady pair of hands, a, 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 you know, a, a guy that I can hang my hat on? And I think you're right. I think Lustig, I mean, he's got all the experience in the world. He can play that position all day long. He doesn't shock the big decisions. I think it was this time. I can't remember what round last year, but I think Effie Ambrose played may have played the first leg in Kazakhstan. I think you're right. And I then, think that's right. I think I may have been Ambrose and O'Connell played at centre half in the first game in Kazakhstan. And it's changed, and I think Ambrose dropped completely out of the eighteen for the second leg. That's so right. He's not scared to just. That's right, because everybody it. everybody was expecting that Ambrose yeah. would stay in the team, and O'Connell would come and out. You can and expect he, he, the, he stayed ex- with O'Connell. You can expect the unexpected because Christopher Ayer started against Rosenberg in the home leg, and it didn't feature in the away leg mm-hmm. at all. And Beaton was brought on to play centre half ahead of Ayer. So don't be surprised if something unexpected happens there. Mm-hmm. I think the midfield too as a straight pick between. And Cham and Armstrong to play next to Brown. I would play in Cham. Uh, I think Sinclair will play, obviously, off one side. Mm-hmm. Forrest probably off the other. Mm-hmm. Lee Griffiths up front. And uh, to me, the standout guy for the for the number ten position is Callum McGregor. I think he's he's talent. His ability to read the game. His ability to keep the ball in Europe is crucial. And he just has a bit of creation. That he can finish. Rogic is excellent at the role as well, but just purely on what I've seen this season, I would go with McGregor. See, I'm I'm glad that you said that because I've always liked Callum McGregor, mm-hmm. and there's been bit and listen, this got sound off because Rogic scores some incredible goals, mm-hmm. does some incredible things. There's something about him that I just don't get about Rogic. I don't know whether it's a, just a sort of a uh, I, I'm not going to say lazy, but there's he's there's. There's just I think he could give more. I think Roger can give more. I watched McGregor in that role, and I think I, I think that boy, I think he's got just about every ingredient required yeah. for that role. And I think I, Tom I, I, just it's has the, an the unfor- extra energy that he adds to. Yeah, I think Rogers just has an unfortunate gait. I sort of lackluster look to him. Looks right? a bit lackadaisical, easy ozy at times, especially when Celtic don't have the ball or they lose possession. He can look as though he's not really where McGregor looks busy, busy, mm-hmm. but. I think I don't think there's any argument that McGregor has better legs than, than Roger. He gets about the pitch better. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing in Europe... Well, he can last 90 minutes as well. He can last, <laughs> I think that's crucial, yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's crucial that he can get about the pitch. And you, I don't think you lose anything in terms of creativity with him. Fair enough, Tom Rogers can get the ball at his feet 25 yards from goal and crack one in the top corner, well, which McGregor, he's done more than McGregor once. But McGregor's a good finisher as well. Mm-hmm. And what McGregor would also do, if Griffiths is playing, that I'm not sure Rogic would do, is get beyond Griffiths. He's mm-hmm. very good at that. Mm-hmm. If Griffiths pulls into a wider area, right. as he does, McGregor will make his way into the box and through the hole, to meet something, the gap, right. which Rodgers didn't do even when he played as the false nine against Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. When he dropped the ball off, he wasn't. He didn't have the legs to turn and get into the box mm-hmm. quickly. McGregor will do that. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick my neck out and I'll say, I think Celtic will win this first leg 2-0 and I think that'll be good enough and I think you're absolutely right. I'm going to play with Armstrong. I bet you Armstrong scores one of them, by the way. And then I'll change it and put Nicham in for the for the away leg because you're protecting a two goal lead. I think Celtic will get through this. Two 0 would still make it 
<laughs> an awkward old night. It's a long, long yeah. distance to go. Are you going with them? Are you away? No, no, Michael's going on Mike, this one. Mick Gannon's going on this one. You've been on that I've trip. I've been though. twice yeah, to Astana. Yeah. You thoroughly enjoyed yourself, I didn't thoroughly you? Enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed myself everywhere I go. But Maybe you should give us Swanee's guide to Kazakhstan. And perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> the only one thing, right, so I'm saying they're going to go through. Are you, you I think they'll go through. I, I think they'll go through. I certainly don't think it'll be... Comfortable in any way, shape, or form, but the oh, usual be a sweaty, gut sticky, yeah. nails mm-hmm. trimmed away. But I think we'll get there. Right, so we both got Celtic through into the group stages, which is fantastic. Great, you know. Hopefully, it happens. The rest of August is going to be still a very interesting month for Celtic, isn't it? While this transfer window remains open, while doubts remain about Armstrong, I think everybody's a little bit concerned that any minute now somebody's going to come in and do something daft with Kieran Tierney, um, and and make Celtic an offer that. Would put a, you know make a very awkward decision for all involved. He won't be going anywhere. No. No. Ninety nine point nine percent Even if somebody comes in with crazy money for him, because he looks he looks the absolute part, doesn't yeah, he? I mean, but that crazy money will still be an offer in January and next summer and the January after that. So there's no need. Plus the fact he doesn't want to be any place else, does he? I mean that's that's, and I'm not going to say because I I think this I don't want to be disparaging in any way about um, Stuart Armstrong, but. But Kieran Tierney's just that. That's there's a real sort of one club. He's grown yeah. up a Celtic yeah. supporter. He want he wants to be there. You wonder if Armstrong's situation is clouded by the fact that you know it's not a blind love for Celtic no. there. So, no. so, so I, I, do, I do think going back to your point earlier about the transfer window, I've had a theory about this for six eight weeks. Brendan Rodgers spoke last year clearly about adding real quality. He wanted to add quality. Mm-hmm. He wanted Champions League quality if he could get it. Now, Patrick Roberts has obviously been mentioned, but I'm sure he's got something else. And and it's dependent well, upon Celtic making well, the Champions League. Because I've made, I've, I've made the argument all through the summer that Brendan Rodgers wants a, a guy who can affect Champions League matches in the mm-hmm. group stages. You only get Champions League group stage players if, if you qualify the for group the Champions stage. League. Mm-hmm. And you cannot sell it to players who are... 50-50, they might have a Sparta Prague or somebody else who's going, who's going to be in the group stages. Mm-hmm. You can't sell it to them just now. Mm-hmm. You just can't because mm-hmm. as far as anyone else is concerned, Celtic aren't in the Champions League. They aren't in the Champions League at the moment. Mm-hmm. Until they take care of Astana, they're not in it. So you, and you so, can only get So what you guys. think is, Craig, that there's guys sitting there that have more or less shaken hands on it, a, a gentleman's agreement... Well, tell you what, tell you what, Brendan, you you get into the Champions League and I'm I'm your man. I'm not sure it's as far as that, but for example, the centre half situation, Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised. Well, I'm I'm pretty certain there's a list of guys, as there always is, Mm -hmm. but there'll be one at the top of that, which I'm pretty sure will be dependent on Champions League, Mm -hmm. and the one they get will depend on whether they qualify. The targets will fall into place after qualification. I think so. That's why I'm saying August is going to be such an interesting month. And I also think that's why they've not rushed out. Let's get the third striker Mm -hmm. now and let's get that other centre half in just now because Brendan Rodgers is very shrewd and Celtic have given him money. There's money available Mm -hmm. that was made last year. They get into the group stages again. That's another £30 Mm -hmm. The money's there and I suspect the dealings might come dependent on what happens yeah I think you're absolutely right I think you will see you will start to see business getting done as soon as as soon as these Champions League qualifiers are over I'm interested to know who's staying and who's going and who's coming do you know what I mean yeah because I think there are variations even on again it could be it could be dependent upon the Champions League qualification Mm -hmm. or not it may be that Celtic think well because the model has always been make the Champions League 
everyone's ticket to boo yeah. in terms of finance if you don't make the Champions League we have to sell a player yeah so you know you've got you, Van Dijk's proposed 50 million m- makes a big Chelsea. difference also funds another he's going to go to Liverpool Virgil though obviously ah, well, well, I mean, he's not goes, daft whatever he goes it isn't for £12.50 <laughs> so Celtic will have that money available as well which mm-hmm. they couldn't have banked on so. what, what do you think I mean what are you picking up are you picking up any sort of feeling or vibes that anybody in particular that's in this squad just now is likely to go before the window shuts there's obviously been a lot of talk around Eric Sviachenko mm-hmm. um, he's obviously fallen down the pecking order there's Dembele um, Dembele, I would be staggered if Dembele uh, leaves in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. I don't think. I think at the very outset it was a two-year plan. That's what's been said all yeah. along. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason for that to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's another who'd benefit from another year. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, so I don't see. I mean, Sviachenko and Boyata. I think I'm pretty certain there will be one added to to, to be the three. So I think there's one surplus there, which would probably be Sviachenko. I'm guessing here. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the, in terms of the, the, Stuart Armstrong, if he doesn't sign his contract, will probably have to be sold. Yeah. Has to be sold. It makes economic sense. But whether, um, whether it's such a shame if that happens. That's a shame, but it's modern football. Mm-hmm. It's, that's just how modern football is. Um, you're right, Swanee. It's so modern that we're sitting doing podcasts in an office somewhere on the underbelly of the Daily Record building. Yeah. We know not where. It's like a maze down here. Now, I'm going to have to send out some sort of SOS for somebody to come. Did you read bread comes on the, the stairs on the way down there? Pies. Pies. Yeah. A trail of pies. <laughs> All right, we'll find our way back then. Um, the only thing to add to that is, obviously, for full coverage of Celtic's game against Astana, the two legs, you get the best coverage in our newspaper, the Daily Record Sports department will be all over it and we will be all over the various comings and goings of the transfer window between now and the end of August so you know where to come for your news that's it for this episode if you want to get our podcasts as soon as they go online please subscribe at iTunes Audio Boom or any other good podcasting platform if you like the pods don't forget to rate them at iTunes which means more people get the chance to enjoy them in the future for all the up to the minute news as it happens and for further links to these and other record podcasts like Record Sport on Twitter, follow us on Facebook or visit us at thedailyrecord.co.uk Thanks for listening.